Okay, so for the people that are listening to audio only, I have started putting out the other episodes like I said I would. I believe these are now just going to come out a week behind the video version. That's for no other reason than I'm just behind right now. I hope you guys enjoy listening. If you guys ever get a chance, go to my YouTube and subscribe. Even if you never watch, please go to my YouTube and subscribe so that I get that one extra subscriber. And then you can come right back to listening here. Hope you enjoy this episode. I got triggered today, and we're going to talk about it. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute, because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I am your host, Ty Rivera, also known as the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Bijou is currently enjoying a Whimsy's Alligator. Whimsy's Alligator is never to be sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, but we still shout them out and we still put our Amazon link down below so that we can get a little bit of candy money. Thank you for the people that have bought Whimsy's Alligators. You are supplying me with some candy money, but it comes in slow with Amazon. For now, I'm paying for my own candy. That's what I'm getting at. Before we get started, please hit the like button, comment when I get on your nerves, and subscribe so you know the next time that I'll be getting on your nerves. So anyway, here's the deal you guys. I just got back from Chattanooga, Tennessee. That was pretty great. I got back last night. This is being recorded on Monday night. Tuesday morning really, four in the morning, but until I go to sleep, it's not the next day. That's just the way I run it. If you have a problem with that, take it up with the management. I'll give you a hint. The management is me, so I don't think that that's really gonna go over the way you want it to. But you can try it anyway. You know, um, Address your emails to the management and then I'll know that that is an official complaint and I will treat it with the regard that it definitely does deserve. So here's why I'm shirtless. Since Halloween, I've gone a little bit crazy and I've been not paying attention to my diet as much as I should. That bothers me a bit because I like being leaner than I am right now. And I know it's my own mental thing. I know it's my own thing to get over, but I wanted to talk a bit about me getting triggered. I did get triggered a little bit because my friend Lindsay Jennings, who I love Lindsay Jennings, she's been a guest on Unbothered when it was just audio and I was just starting out. She made her way to my place in LA at the time, which was near MacArthur Park. I don't know what area she was living in, but she made her way there. And I appreciate everybody that ever made their way to my apartment to do Unbothered when I was first starting it out. And some people did have bigger followings than others and that did help me get more listeners when I was first starting out. Since I've taken breaks, and things have fallen off and I can fully admit that. But that's because I was loving, well, I wouldn't even say I was loving. I was so in the habit of just doing stand-up that I really didn't care too much about online content. So when I got tired of using Unbothered for what, what it was originally designed for, because Unbothered was originally designed to get my voice out at a time when a lot of people were saying a lot of things about me online that weren't necessarily true and I wanted to set the record straight on a lot of those things. And at the same time, I was throwing out opinions that if you weren't hearing me speak them, you might think that I was just angry or you might think that I was a part of the Trump cult because that's a part of when Unbothered started. These are all things that I started Unbothered for. Yes, I wanted to talk about things that bothered me until they didn't bother me anymore. But really, it was a way of me just being able to let people know exactly where I was at mentally 
because a lot of people were thinking like I was either coming apart or I was angrier than I was. There were just a lot of things that people thought. And so when I didn't need it for that purpose anymore, I almost stopped doing it, but I kept doing it somewhat. Then I got together with my ex-fiance and that was, that was all consuming in a lot of ways. And I, I really was into that situation. And it's like, I know I talk about it every once in a while and I feel like this air fryer ties into the whole thing. And I know that that's part of why I'm, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you guys in my head. Like I get a little emotional about that sometimes. Cause I really thought I was done with dating. I did. And I joke a lot about being promiscuous and I am promiscuous, but there's a part of me that remembers when I was young and I thought I just wanted to be with one person and monogamous. And when I met my ex, that's the way he sold it to me. And then I was thinking in my head that I finally found someone that sees things the way that I see them and has the same values that I do because my parents have been together forever and they may have had their problems or whatever, but at least my dad had enough respect for my mom to lie to her face about cheating and wasn't just in an open relationship, which I shouldn't say it that way because it makes it sound like I'm judging the open relationship people, but that's kind of the way I see it. And I know that that's not a healthy way to see it. Understand, I know that that is not a healthy way to see it, but it's kind of the way I see it. And so I thought in Christopher, I had found that person that would lie to me, which of course, I'm half joking when I say all of this, but it, you know, it's what kind of what it was in my head. Like I did think that I had just found someone that shared the same values that I originally had. And I kind of wanted to go back to that. And in some ways I still do, even though I'm open to, I guess I shouldn't be open to whatever happens. I should at this point in my life decide that this is just what I want and then hold out for that and make that happen. Cause I also know that with the way things work, that's starting to happen more and more. Like I do attract that, like each person I attract is a little bit closer and a little bit more what I want that I feel like it's God in the universe giving me the signal that if you just be patient and do things the way that you're supposed to do them, what you want will actually come to you. It is out there. Like when I was in Chattanooga this week, I was performing in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And of course I'm on Grindr doing my thing because I'm going to be bored in another city and there wasn't really a lot going there. I didn't rent a car this time around because I didn't want to spend the money because, you know, I haven't been working that much. And I also felt like it would probably be less expensive with Ubers and I ended up being right. But what happened was I ended up meeting this guy and I hung out with him and he is so close to what I like like I don't know how he'll feel about me saying this I doubt he'll even watch this because I told him at the end you know like I did it because I like to keep them separate like I said so at a point when we were talking just because he was telling me all about himself and being so open just about who he is and me feeling like from talking to him I know that he has no intentions of leaving Chattanooga which is great which is fine but I also, it's kind of hard for me to explain all of this because, well, let me just do what I do. It's kind of hard for me to explain this because 
the thing is, like I told you guys before, I'm trying to learn to be more open from the beginning. So if I do that on a low risk target, a person that obviously isn't going to leave where they're living and I know there's no chance of anything becoming anything because he's in Chattanooga and I'm in Las Vegas. And while I may be crazy, I'm not all the way across the country crazy. I kind of localize my crazy. So I know that I'm not going to try to pursue this guy and he's not going to try to pursue me. So when he was being so open about himself and telling me about himself, I felt like this is a very low risk opportunity for me to practice actually how I want to say everything when I do meet somebody that I may, may be interested in. And so we talked quite a bit and he was in so many ways so close to what it is I'm looking for. I like tall, redneck, white boys. And I know that I've been into Asians lately, but tall, redneck, white boys have been my thing forever. Dirty, tall, white boys. That's what I like. And that's what this guy was. And I don't know how I'd feel about me saying dirty, but he wasn't dirty. He's just like, you know, when you're in the South, a lot of the white boys there, if they're not like the pretty, super clean boys, are kind of like hillbilly boys. And that's just what it is. I wouldn't care if he said that I was a beaner or something. So I don't feel bad about saying like, you know, or I mean, like, because I know that a fair amount of those boys like me because I'm brown, because I'm Mexican, you know, because I have a lot of tattoos. So I don't mind the exchange, you know, if somebody objectifies me or sees me just in this particular kind of one-dimensional way because all we're trying to do for Grinder is project fantasies onto each other, or at least that's the way I always see it. And that might be part of why I don't pull a relationship off Grinder too. But my mindset is changing and I'm going to take a break from Grinder just as a complete reset to see what I want to do with my personal life and also because I think it's more of a distraction than it has to be right now. So that's going to happen too. And I say all this just to kind of let you guys know where I'm at mentally and why it is I think about the things that I do and the way that I think about them. And hopefully I really do get unbothered on this particular episode because there are parts of me that are very bothered, but I'm bothered by my own behavior. I'm bothered by my own triggers. I'm bothered by all things that I have control over. So in no way do I want to come off like I feel in any way victimized by anybody or by anybody's words or by anybody's thoughts or I feel like I was betrayed in anything anybody said, which is a lot of what people come off with when they get mad at strangers online or people that they're friends with online for that matter. Because in my case, this is going to be also a bit about being friends online. And also, I'm going to be unboxing this air fryer because I, I have a lot to get in, in in a little bit of time. So I'm going to figure it out. Trust me on this one. We will make this fun. And even if it makes no sense at all, I think it'll be entertaining. So here's the deal. A couple weeks back, my air fryer took a shit on me. I hate that my air fryer took a shit on me because I like my air fryer. It's so great for actual not using a lot of fat, but still having flavor and still having things be crispy. And once you work with it, you really start to see how it saves time for you because it does things really fast. And I love my air fryer. Originally, the reason I got an air fryer, I'd heard about them, but it was because my ex, who was going to be my fiance, but didn't realize it at that time because I hadn't proposed to him yet because I hadn't bought a ring and he had let me know he was traditional and he wanted a ring. And so we had just moved to Las Vegas. We moved here on, technically I say I moved here on Thanksgiving day. 
because Thanksgiving, after we had dinner with my uncle, I told him I'm going to load up the car because we had already gotten this apartment. We got it on like the 19th. I had come and signed everything and given them the deposits and everything like that, you know, to make it all official. And so we had just moved into our apartment in Phoenix, like two months before September was when we moved into our apartment in Phoenix. And so we had to pay, pay deposits on that and stuff like that. And then we ended up having to pay a buyout fee to move out of that apartment so that it wouldn't wreck my credit. Um, that apartment was only in my name, not in our names together. And so I didn't want to mess that up. I know what it's like to have messed up credit or to not be the best with your credit. And I didn't want to end up in that situation again. So long story short, it was very expensive to move here. I didn't have a lot of money. That's why I started going on the road like crazy. And I was happy with that. You know, I mean, like I was happy with the fact that I'm doing all of this to build this life. That's the way I saw it. And I didn't regret any of what I had to do. And I don't regret it now when I look back on it. There may have been different ways that I would have done things, but I definitely don't regret doing what I have to do. And technically, I'm pretty proud of myself for the way that I handled it. But the guy that I was with had wanted an air fryer. He mentioned wanting an air fryer. And I originally told him that we couldn't like, you know, that we couldn't really afford to get like a tree and stuff like that. But he was like, we have to have a tree for our first Christmas together. And so I made everything happen the way that I had to make it happen. And then I had to get him gifts and he had mentioned wanting an air fryer. And then I saw that Target had air fryers on sale. So I went ahead and bought an air fryer for him. And, you know, of course, saved it till Christmas, wrapped it, whatever like that. But like I said, I didn't have a lot of money. And this may sound cheesy as fuck or maybe it's unrelatable if all of my botherinas have a lot of money. I don't know what your guys' financial situation is. But at that time, things were tight for me. And I did feel that it wasn't probably the best for me to spend another <laughs> nine or $11 or whatever it was to get the warranty on the air fryer. And I also thought like kitchen appliances usually last forever anyway, cause we all know that, you know, when you're a kid, you have the same blender in your family forever. Like, or at least that's the way it was for us, you know? So it's, I usually just buy things once, toaster works forever. Everything just seems to, work forever or did work forever. So I didn't get the warranty. So I was being cheap or however you would call it. Maybe I was being cheap. Maybe I was being broke. Maybe I was being both. Who knows? But anyway, um, I ended up really liking the air fryer when we were using it. Long story short, when me and my ex broke up, I ended up keeping the air fryer. He did mention it like after, you know, he got all his stuff and that kind of stuff. But I... Tell, I'll tell you guys like I tell, told him, and I still stand behind this. All of the stuff that I bought him when we were together, like the air fryer and things, like if I bought him clothes, stuff like that, all of that I sent with him. I packed all of that stuff for him. I made sure every, he got everything that was actually his. But the stuff that I bought that was like the air fryer or this light right here, I didn't buy that for somebody to just take. I bought it because we were together and I was buying that as part of like us building a life together. And even though technically it was a gift to him, 
it was more for us, you know, because I knew that at the time I was getting fat. Not I was getting, I was pretty fat for me when me and him broke up. And I don't like being fat, but thank God for muscle memory. If you didn't follow me on stories back then, I fixed that in like a month. And that's because not only is there muscle memory, but I'm crazy. So I'm gonna try some stuff coming up. I'm gonna do the OMAD diet, which is one meal a day, um, or the OMAD eating plan, however you would wanna phrase it. I'm gonna be doing that. I'm also really gonna be using this air fryer. I'm also really gonna be making it to the gym like I should be, and you guys are gonna see, well, you see what I did for Halloween. I mean, like, and that's not even really trying to the fullest because here's where we get to the part where I get triggered. My friend Lindsay Jennings that I was talking about earlier that made her way to the original Casa de Bijou recently has been putting up a post about being anti-diet and some of the different anti-diet influencers that she follows and how she draws inspiration from them and body positivity. I should tell you that Lindsay Jennings is a suicide girl. She's been a suicide girl and model for I don't know how long now. I think she said seven years in a post today that she's been doing it for seven years as a career. And she's really great at marketing and I absolutely love Lindsay Jennings in a very genuine way. I love when somebody actually has hustle. I love when somebody's smart enough to do their own marketing and figure out everything they're doing on that. She's got an OnlyFans. Her Twitter is great. Her Instagram is ridiculously popular. If you guys get a chance, check out Lindsay Jennings. I'll end up putting all of her stuff where you can see it, uh, either in the description or I'll put some links somewhere where you, and I'll also just include it in the graphic on this so you guys see where you can find Lindsay Jennings. I love Lindsay Jennings. But so she's been following these influencers that are anti-diet and she's picked up an anti-diet stance on her page and I understand why she's done that. She's been very clear about, you know, not accepting certain parts of her when she was modeling and not doing the healthiest things to get where she wanted to be as far as her weight, her appearance, and all of that stuff I can understand. So you can see where the triggering is coming from. It's matching up a little too closely and it's like they say, a hit dog a holler. That's, that's like the saying, you know? So once you've been hit, then you're like, okay, now this bitch is coming for me. But Lindsay would never come for me, one, because we're friends, and two, because she's not thinking about me like that. So there's no reason for me to be triggered, and I'm fully owning that this is my own nutty self. You know, and, and I say this because I think this happens a lot, and I know it happens a lot when people read my posts and stuff. A lot of times people will take things as personal or think that I'm talking to them about certain issues and it's like no I'm just talking in general and saying what I've learned and what I've grown to and saying that I didn't like when I was in that position so maybe if I talk about it I can help other people out or other people can relate to it so this is what Lindsay's doing with her fan base and what she's got going on and I'm getting triggered about it but only because of my own personal issues you know, there's really no reason for me to be triggered about this at all, other than, like I said, the fact that I know the way I eat and I know the way I don't eat. And I know that even when I'm eating, a lot of times if I'm in diet mode or, which is pretty much most of my life, to be honest, so again, that's why I'm triggered, is because I know that I full on live this way. And I joked about it with a friend of mine, David Lee is his name, who's a bodybuilder. 
And I was talking about how we both live our lives in basically well-managed eating disorders under the best circumstances. That's what it is, you know? And so here Lindsay is inadvertently calling me out and I'm feeling a certain sort of way and not mad, but just like, you know, this Lindsay's really going hard right now on this subject. I don't know if I'm really feeling this. Um, and so this is all happening in my head, right? And, and so then all of a sudden it really, really sinks in for me that I'm mad because even when I'm doing my best at dieting, there's certain days that are perfect or close to perfect, but even when I'm doing my best at dieting, my best at dieting is eating less than I'm supposed to be eating. So the way I see it is I'm obviously not going to shake the fact that I have issues with food. That's what it's been for years and years and years now. It's not going to change. There's a certain way I like my body to look. So in that way, it's not the most unhealthy thing because it's not like I'm doing it for everybody else. I'm doing it for me because when I was younger, I used to watch WWF at the time, now WWE. And I would look at the bodies and I would be like, I want a body like that when I grow up. And now I'm not getting any younger. I know I'm letting you all down but I'm not getting any younger. And I feel like if I'm gonna have the body I want, then I have to do it now. It's like I get on it and make it happen now is the way that it has to work. But in order to do that, I have to eat as perfectly as I possibly can. And that doesn't mean starving yourself because anybody that has anything to do with bodybuilding or health and fitness will tell you that really, even though it's so, in your mind doesn't want to sink in it really is counterproductive to starve yourself when you're trying to look your best if i tell you guys about the times that i've looked my absolute best when i've been like the tightest the most in shape like even outwardly where people are just like damn you are doing it right now which if you see me if you know me you know that i have those moments where i'm absolutely doing it when i'm doing that it's when I'm getting the closest to being exactly where I'm supposed to be as far as my calorie intake could, should go. But then there's the days that I don't really get to eat the way that I want to. And my solution for that is just not to eat as much and to kind of starve myself, which again, counterproductive and not at all healthy thinking. So the way I see it, since I'm obviously not going to change this about myself and I have no interest in changing, changing this about myself, there's a way that I like my body to look. And maybe one day I'll be old and I'll have a kid and then I'll be like, okay, now I'm ready to settle down and just let my body be whatever it wants to be. But right now, while this is my way of thinking, I have to manage my eating disorder in the most healthy way possible, if that makes sense. If you're gonna be crazy already, just be crazy in the direction that's gonna help you out the most all the way around, mentally, physically. And if I'm monitoring myself to where I'm getting everything that I need to be getting and I'm doing well, is that really a problem? At that point, I've beat the system. So I will be using the shit out of this air fryer. Um, I will tell you guys, I read online, a lot of people had these problems with air fryers, not only on the XL brand that I've got now, cause this one, here is the Power XL Slimline Air Fryer. 
and the other one was an older model, obviously, because it was two years ago, but pretty much the same exact thing, same exact description, same exact brand. But I've been reading that the Ninja, which is Nin Ninja's a really great brand in kitchen appliances, um, those go out too. So this is just something that happens with air fryers. So if you're going to get an air fryer, definitely get the longest warranty you can possibly get. This time I decided not to play myself and I did that. It was a two year warranty. So this should be great. And just to unbox it for everybody so you can see what my new air fryer looks like, you will be seeing it on my stories. And you know, I'm also working on my online content because like another friend that isn't thinking about me when they're doing it was speaking to me and that was Tim Dillon. If you guys don't know, I listen to the Tim Dillon show every Sunday. He puts it out Saturday. I listen to it Sunday usually. Sometimes I listen to it Saturday late night if I'm at home or if I have to take a long drive. But a lot of times it has to wait till Sunday. And he was talking about how with COVID being what it is right now, it's going to be a while or could possibly be a while before we fully get back on the road, which I already told you guys I don't really want to be on the road like that anyway. And he was talking about how some comics, even great ones, even talented people are going to end up falling by the wayside because they don't want to make the adjustment to doing online content. And I do not want to be that guy. I, my comedy has always been ahead of what most people were talking about. And it's still that way. I'm not even tooting my own horn when I say it. I've just always been that kind of comic because I guess my life moves at a faster speed than a lot of people's or my evolution moves at a faster speed. So a lot of times when people are just catching up, I'm like, oh yeah, I was on that a long time ago and now I'm past that and on to this part. And you guys will one day be here, but for right now you can stay stuck back in the past. So. In that way, I've always been ahead. But when it comes to online, like I said, I got off of it when I was with my ex because I was thinking, I'll just do the road a lot. He's gonna progress into what he does. We'll end up figuring it out because I was planning for two instead of planning for one or planning for three if you count beige or counting for four if you count my unborn baby that somebody's gonna be the daddy of. That somebody is probably just going to be me. But anyway, um, so I didn't do online content for a minute the way that I should have. And also YouTube changed the way that the partner program worked at that time. And so you got paid less. And that was more than a little discouraging because I, were, I had worked so hard to get my monetization. And then when they changed the way that it paid and suddenly it made it so each video was getting even less, which was not that much to begin with as far as the monetization of YouTube itself went. And so I just allowed too many things to get me down. And he talked about that on his podcast too. If you guys get a chance, watch the episode. I'll go ahead and post the link. It'll be right here. Um, but he talked about that too. Like you're going to see yourself not getting a lot of views at first. And some people aren't going to want to deal with that. Some people, their ego can't handle it was basically what he was getting at. And I don't want to be one of those people either. Cause I, for myself, sometimes, because you don't know the process all of this can be, and with me adding stuff in and just trying new things. Like tonight, I was researching a bunch of things because I wanted to be able to mirror this so I could turn it around and put it on my computer, at least, the monitor, and it wouldn't do it. And I don't know if it's because I need an update or I just 
But at a point I got like, okay, well, it's already four in the morning, so I got to just make this happen one way or another. So I just did it um, front face and camera again. But really, I want to be able to do it the other way, so I got to figure that out. And then figuring out the sound, that was another thing I had to do. Because, you know, I'm not using a microphone. Instead, I'm just using my Zoom recorder. And sometimes when you're doing all of that, you do just get like, okay, I'm doing all of this work. And then, and nothing against, I appreciate every person that watches me. I've already told you that, and I still mean that. But sometimes you can't help but feel like, I did all that work, like adjusting the sound, putting in the graphics, putting in the little clips that I put in, putting in the links, doing the tags on Facebook, all the stuff that I did. And then it gets like 100 views or 200 views at the most. And you just get a little discouraged by that sometimes. And then, like I said, back before when I was more active, then it wasn't uncommon for me to get a thousand, a couple thousand. Sometimes I'd really get on people's nerves and get like 20,000. That one was Nanette and a huge headache. I'll end up putting that up here. Oh, that Nanette. And then Chloe Dykstra was like 20,000 as well when I was talking about that. But I also saw a lot of growth. And that was because I was putting into it every day. So that's the other thing. I'll probably put this out day before Thanksgiving. And then Thanksgiving. You know what I'll do? Is I'll put it out Thanksgiving Day. And then from Thanksgiving Day to Christmas Day... I'll do a video every single day, even if it's a shorter one. And I'll also be keeping you guys posted on OMAD because I'm going to start OMAD. I got to read up on it and I'll do some kind of video about OMAD and what that is. It stands for one meal a day. It's an eating plan. And I'm not sure all of the basics on it, but I'm going to do my best to do that to the letter, which I say do my best, but I'm going to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. I just... Sometimes the to the letter part gets a little bit dicey when it's like you've got to have this many macros that Gets a little bit difficult. I'll get better at it, but it you when you're breaking down your carbs your protein Sometimes you're like, I don't know what has that much carbs or that and it's it's hard to figure out but um, that, Those little minute details, but if you're doing the overall you're getting it So that's what I mean and I, I'm not gonna put too much pressure on myself because really hitting the calories is the main thing. Because if you're getting in the calories, all the other stuff you can adjust, at least you're getting in as many cal calories as you're supposed to get. Which, like I said, is something that I really need to work on because I will be unhealthy with myself sometimes in that way. And that's something I have to be honest with myself if I'm going to work on. And that's why I don't really think anybody should give in to their triggers. And this isn't a swipe at anybody, but just sometimes when other LGBT people or trans people or people of color immediately give into their trigger and want everybody else to give in their trigger too and not talk about certain things or not discuss certain topics because it's triggering for them. My thing is always with everybody, including myself, that you should actually walk into your trigger and make yourself be all right with whatever it is that's being said because it triggered you so that's your issue to work on and not everybody else's issue to work around, if that makes sense. And so here is my new air fryer. Let me see. I don't know how I'm opening it. All it comes with is this. So, oh, it's got the little tape things on the side. Okay, let me see how well I can show this to you guys. All right, there's the front of it. 
There's the back of it. Plug, obviously. Okay. Take that out. There's the actual tray itself. Pretty basic. And then it's got this tray that you can pull out for cleaning. I'm already liking this much better because I'd be able to scrub this great better than I was with the other one. And to tell you the truth, I didn't need to be buying an air fryer right now, but the other one went bad. And they really are so good with your eating if you're doing, just in general, they're good. I just, I really can't say how much I like the air fryer. It's too bad that, like I said, they don't seem to last like they should, but overall, I'm happy with the product. It's got this little grated metal, which I don't know exactly what that's for. I would imagine it's for like, propping up something like maybe a frozen pizza, personal pizza. I don't know. Maybe, don't get me to lying, you guys. Maybe it's for my vegetables. I don't know. I'll look at the instructions later. I'm not going to read that too. I'm already burying my soul to you guys for a hundred goddamn views. We've talked about it. Now I'm going to really let you know. I'm tired of everyone and everything. Just playing. I'm really not. But yeah, so... There it is, and I'll let you guys, if you want to watch my story or whatever, I'll let you guys know what it is after that. So anyway, um, long story short, I could tell you guys more about my date with that guy or my two days hanging out with that guy. He was really great, but like I said, I don't plan to keep in touch, and I'm sure he won't keep in touch either. It's just what it is. We had a good time. We tried to have a threesome one of the nights, but it didn't end up happening because these losers, well... This guy kind of catfished us, which not full on catfish, but catfish enough that it was annoying. I ended up putting him out. I was like, yeah, we don't want to do this after all. And, or I don't want to do this after all. And it is up to me because I'm the fun one. So I didn't want to do that after all. He smelled, the other guy did. And so I, I didn't want to be looking at this thing that's so what I like and then smelling something that's so what I don't. So it was like you had to go. And the fact that he kind of catfished, it wasn't enough of a catfish. Because when I say catfish, a lot of times what I'm talking about is when people are using old pictures or that kind of stuff. Not true catfish where they show up not looking anything like, but just they're a different version of, which I'm not a fan of. Because, But if you're good enough and quick enough finessing, then I can deal with it. But no you know what just leave me alone on that part but he wasn't what he was supposed to be and i wanted him to go and so he went and then afterwards the guy that i was hanging out with took me to lookout mountain and a couple other places craven's the craven's house which was something to do with the civil war and the confederacy we were in chattanooga tennessee and then he also showed me ruby falls i think it was called and some other stuff that he just took me driving around and showed me late at night because he's actually from there and he knows all the good stuff. And his great, great uncle or whatever was some really, um, or somewhat notable character in the whole war. And I don't remember the name or I would share it. But yeah, so it was interesting and it was nice and Joe Pedota was great and the shows were great and it was my kind of audience because I love that kind of audience too because Chattanooga, Tennessee, I perform in a lot of redneck clubs. They got me, I got them, it was great. But yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and put this episode up no matter what I think of it in the editing 
because I feel like it's important to be honest about how I feel about eating disorders, how I feel about triggers, how I feel about being obsessive about your weight or being obsessive about your body image or what your body looks like, your appearance. I just don't have time to really worry about what other people think of me at this particular point in my life. I think if people can somewhat learn from maybe mistakes I've made or different ways that I've seen things or just in general learn from me, then I think that that might end up being a more valuable service than trying to project something that's not necessarily the real me, but a more confident version of the real me or a more well put together version of the real me that I pretend is there so that people think that I'm something better than maybe I am. But that doesn't mean that it's something better than I can aspire to be or something better than I can eventually end up. It's just being honest about where I am with everything right now and letting people see that kind of growth and see the process that happens with it and also the discipline that it takes and give everybody the idea and the, the feeling, because it's true, that if I can do it, you can do it. Because it's really not anything other than just continuously making yourself do things that make you uncomfortable. Which in the end should lead to you overall being more comfortable. I hope all that made sense. Anyway, this has been Tyra Bear, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world.